In today's world of misinformation, it can be hard to know what to believe, what's true, and what is propaganda designed to manipulate you. And today we're going to explore this topic further with Gary Paxinos, CTO at NT Connect, to discuss their new app, News.ai, an AI-driven news aggregator that analyzes the news using natural language processing and machine learning to empower readers in identifying news media influence. In this episode, we'll discuss News.ai, how it works and how it was created, alongside the story behind its name. And we also talk about NetTalk, an easy to set up and use low-cost voice over IP home phone service, which sits under NT Connect, where Gary is also the CTO. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Gary Paxinas, I'm the Chief Technology Officer for NetTalk. Um, joined the company in 2011. Um, and basically, I'm in charge of architecture, uh, technical operations, system design, uh, and even get a little bit into coding uh, just to keep my, you know, keep current with the technology uh, that's out there. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, this is um, a technology podcast. So it's, it's great to have you on as the CTO of uh, NetTalk. And I'd love to know, like, how did NetTalk begin? Uh, it started in 2008. There are a few execs that had previously been in the telecom industry. Uh, we're looking at the market and knew that they can come out with a product, uh, a service that can compete with traditional telephone, you know, the, the RBOX or regional bill operating companies at the time, uh, with a service uh, that would be at a yearly fee that was roughly equivalent to the monthly fee that the RBOX were charging. Um, so it was really about coming out with a, a good, reliable service at a reasonable cost uh, for the consumer. Uh, so it started out as a consumer uh, phone offering. Um, I think the tagline was, we connect you. And so we started branching out on that tagline by adding messaging, uh, going into enterprise uh, phone services at, at cloud-based, and then uh, Maritime and other technologies as well. Fantastic. And I know that you mentioned that you you joined the company in 2011. Obviously, it started in 2008. But I'd be curious to know if you knew, like, what's the story behind the name NetTalk? And also, like, why is the talk, like, capitalized specifically? I'm not really sure about why the capitalization other than that's being a stylish, uh, stylistic issue. Um, the name was was chosen because that's what it was. It was using the the internet to provide a talk platform. And at the time, it was really constrained to being a voice platform. Uh, NetTalk was an interesting name. It fit. And then it, stylistically, the uppercase talk just kind of fit in along with the uh, rotated Wi-Fi uh, symbol. Just all kind of fell together. Awesome. And yeah, I have to say, I usually have a, a lot of guests on and I like to always ask this question because sometimes there's like a really interesting story. Sometimes there's levels and layers to it, but I do like the fact that it's it's quite direct. I kind of assumed that that's probably going to be the story behind the name. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's very like uh, to the point. So I, I respect that. And I also understand that you have another division of the company, Neck Talk Maritime. Can you share with our listeners what that is and how that came about? Uh, sure. Uh, a couple of things kind of fell into place. Um, we had re-architected our system uh, to go to a more modern environment. Being developed in 2008, we were very server-bound, um, and we had hundreds and hundreds of servers that were providing that we utilized to provide the service. And we have a million or plus uh, users on the system. Uh, we went through and re-architected following more microservices approach, going to dark, Docker, and then finally now we're going to a Kubernetes approach. But at the time we had reduced our footprint to a much smaller um, number of servers. 
And at the same time, we were contacted by some people we know that knew us in the telecom space that were looking for options for cruise lines. There were other companies out there providing on-ship calls and messaging services, but they were unreliable. And the internet service on the cruise ships uh, was both expensive and very limited in bandwidth. Uh, so they were looking for something that was an on-ship solution. And since we had a system that was scaled for millions of, of subscribers, we could easily bring it down to something that was manageable and fit on a, uh, in a few uh, virtual machines on a cruise ship. And so in conversations with one of the major lines, uh, they decided to put us on one of their ships that um, sailed out of Miami. Uh, it was, to them, one of the powerful ships when it comes to the network. Uh, the, the Wi-Fi uh, system was a little older at the time. It was it just really didn't have the, the same performance. And they felt that if we can succeed on that, then we can succeed on any of the other ships in their fleet. Uh, and so after a few sailings, we had a fully operational system uh, and ended up within a year deploying uh, fleet-wide on their, the rest of their uh, environments. And I've since gone on to other cruise lines as well. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on such a successful rollout in that case. And like you mentioned, obviously, the company's been around since 2008, which is quite some time. So I'd be interested to know, like you initially mentioned, that the company came into play because uh, it was kind of tackling conventional companies in the in the industry. I'd be really curious to know if there were other people or other companies doing this, or since then, since 2008, have other companies come to operate in this space? Have you seen much competition? And if you have, like, how have you differentiated yourself from the competition? Please, competitors can go. One of the canonical ones around is Magic Jack. Then there's Vonage. And on the enterprise side, a whole suite of companies like 8x8 and Ring Central and the others. Our competition is the, is, Competitive factor is really the one thing you're, that you're taught in business school not to compete on, that's uh, price. Uh, so we provide a reasonable service that and we focus on making it very easy to use. So on the enterprise phone system, it's a, a very simple interface to allow you to configure all the options uh, and to manage your system. The same thing with the residential as well. Uh, and it's really about uh, price being price competitive, uh, charging a reasonable price for uh, reliable service. So that sounds fair. And that sounds like a very kind of like competitive area, or it certainly seems like a strong selling point when you're pushing your services. Could I ask, mm -hmm. like, is that something which um, has developed over time? Were you, was that something that the company initially went into the industry? I mean, it sounds like it from what you said initially, like, like you said, it was like the price of one month is equal to a year initially. But is that so that's something that's always been like really entrenched in the company mission, correct? Uh, it is. It really is being being um, cost competitive, uh, providing a reasonable price, not being greedy, uh, and just going out there with something that we can uh, do a, a direct consumer offering for the most part that allows us to keep our pricing low. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, that's, that's a very respectable approach in that sense. And additionally, on a separate subject, I know you have a new app called news.ai. Uh, correct me if I'm like not pronouncing that right because I don't think I've encountered that word before. It sounds like uh, it sounds like um, it definitely is uh, very much a startup sort of name. You know how you all oh, I know Uber is a word, but Google or something along those lines is definitely very unique. Um, so I like I like that. So do correct me if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. But you folks are really excited about that. Could you share with our listeners what it is and how it works? 
Um, sure. The news, and you're saying correctly, um, and that, that is one of those cute, catchy names, uh, which I'm a big fan on because I think having a good name really makes a, uh, is a differentiator along with a lot of other issues. But uh-huh. yeah. a, a good, catchy name is a good start. We, we look at society and we look at what's going on with the world. We look at the uh, all the claims of misinformation, disinformation, and fake news. Um, and we're looking at that and trying to understand what we can do to help in that environment. And our intent is to be as objective as possible. We don't want to do any kind of analytics that provide that has any subjectivity behind it or any kind of bias. Uh, so one of the first things, even though a lot of us wanted to do it, it was decided there really isn't any way to rationally do a bias detection to say this is right, this is center, this is left, this is far right or far left. It for one thing, the, the term itself is subjective. What you consider center it may be different than what I consider center and another person considers a center. So there's no tied meaning to what that bias would, would uh, how we can measure that bias. And for us to do fact checking also is a, a pretty much out of scope of our current capabilities. Although, you know, over time, we may be able to come up with consensus-based uh, approaches. So what we focused on really was a linguistic or language analysis of the articles to see how they're written, look at the objectivity of the style, the uh, sentiment, what type of styles of propaganda may be utilized in the uh, article, and also revision counts. Uh, One thing that people don't really pay attention to is how an article changes over time. Um, You can can think about an article that you read a couple months ago, you remember it saying one thing, you Google it, find it, read it, and now it says something a little bit different, and you're questioning yourself if you're remembering it correctly. So we actually uh, look at revisions, both revisions that are annotated in the article by the published date and ones that are not. So that we we can call ghost edits. They're also uh, known in the industry as uh, stealth edits. So we keep track of all those changes. Um, We provide a UI that allows you to see the changes. uh, And you can, you know, from a computer standpoint, you have the old diff, the red, green diff or a uh, Word documents uh, tracking changes. Uh, we provide that that look to see what's changed, and you can see how in many cases uh, an article may be written generically. You know that's a broad coverage, and as it progresses, revision and revision, it starts taking a viewpoint, either a, a left wing viewpoint or a right wing viewpoint. It could be anywhere in between, but you can see how they morph and how they take out the things that are positive to one area or negative to one area and focus on the other. So it's interesting to see how things shift over time, um, as well as the propaganda styles. Uh, that's one of the things that we're heavily uh, invested in right now is to looking at, are there false flags? Is there uh, flag waving? Is there, you know, there are various, I think we capture about 18 different uh, propaganda styles. Uh, so at this point, it's a way of helping people see what they're reading, understanding how they're being, uh, lack of a better word to say, manipulated uh, by the media to view one way or the other. And just, you know, it's, it's a way of helping because of the problems that we see in society today. One of the things that we look at is that it's hard today to communicate an opposing viewpoint. Um, you really need to be have a rational discussion about different views. And today people seem to bunker down into, you know, one viewpoint or another. And we're kind of hoping that this is a, a tool that can be used to help show, you know, that there is a way to both write sanely calmly and present alternative viewpoints fantastic well i think yeah now more than ever we need something like news 
because you're absolutely right that I think people do get like stuck into these ideas and it can easily it can be easy to let your emotions get swept away and kind of just back your point or your side so blindly uh just charged by emotions and it's almost feels like we're in a time where rather than political debate taking place in the sense of rational reason it's almost like sports teams like you just pick your side and then you just back it a hundred percent regardless uh and you just stick with it at least not like not everyone but it certainly feels like there's that uh feeling in society today when really yeah we need more tools like new news to help us be more practical and reasonable when it comes to approaching these sorts of things and i do have to ask just because this is always something that really interests me news is something which uh i suppose maybe is a little less direct than the name net talk so would you be able to mm -hmm. like share like how you came to the conclusion of like calling it this that was a, a long process to come up with a name. Uh, we've had several different names over time. This actually well, started several years ago uh, internally as a side project back around 14, 2014, 2015. Uh, and at the time it was actually called uh, Oxios or Oxio Media. Uh, and then Oxios uh, publications came out. I was like, ah, well, if I find a new name now. Um, and we went, went through a few lists of names. Uh, and as we're talking about it, coming out with an idea, we actually hit upon the um, the Greek goddess uh, Athena, the goddess of wisdom, of knowledge. And we started playing around with uh, using Athena, uh, her, I don't want to call it mascot, but her animal representation is owl. And so we started playing around with the owl uh, idea, figuring out what kind of names could associate with an owl, with wisdom, and with news. And literally, I think I was on a conference call and we were driving at that point, and I was just talking, and I just thought of you know, an owl, the two big eyes of the of the owl uh, as being the OO of, a, of news, you know, it's just N-O-O-Z. And it was like, uh, it clicked with everybody. That's awesome. I like it. I mean, yeah, when I hear news, it sounds obviously like news. There's that side of things which I interpreted from it. But um, mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Uh, that's why I always love to ask this question to dig a little deeper, because I think names are really quite important. They trigger things. They trigger a reaction mm -hmm. in people. They really grip people it's almost like the the first step or someone's first introduction into a company concept or an idea so i always love to dig a little deeper in that sense for whatever reason we didn't stick with the the visual of the two eyes actually with n and z on the side of two eyes uh, but we've kept with the owl so if you look through the app we use the owl representation and the owl is our our logo our part of our logo for news i think that's yeah i mean it's a very fitting logo and um really the last question i wanted to ask you folks is um or ask you is like what are you folks uh doing in the near future at net talk and news like what's on the horizon for you folks there with news we're looking at um more uh, machine learning deep learning uh, tools that we can use different uh, aspects of the article that we can analyze to provide more context more meaning on maritime we're working with several more um, cruise lines to launch in, in their environments uh, we're launched, I believe, on three or four today. Um, just that one is public, and that's uh, Norwegian. So it's a matter about improving technology. Uh, we are migrating the rest of our infrastructure over to Kubernetes. Uh, most of it is on-prem, just simply because of our hardware infrastructure that we already have. Uh, but we're dabbling with cloud and primarily using SIVO uh, as our cloud uh, vendor today.
Yeah, that's about it. It's really about doing more research and analyzing how to more ways of doing analysis of the linguistics and trying to come out with more meaningful presentations, something for the average consumer to to look at to to understand the scoring rather than looking at a bunch of detailed graphs and numbers. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you got fingers in many pies over there. And uh, I love the work you're doing, especially with news. I think that that has so much potential. So I'd love to keep a a closer eye on that. And if other folks, if listeners do want to find out more about news, net talk, or just keep up with yourself, Gary, how can they do that? Where should they go? Uh, Sure. News is simply noz.ai, both on the web as well as uh, in both the Google Play and app stores on Apple. Uh, net talk is nettalk.com uh, and i'm also available on linkedin fantastic excellent gary thank you so much for joining me today i've i've really enjoyed it all right thank you same here growing a company has many hurdles from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search each business challenge is uniquely complex the solution to these challenges is growth focused digital pr and marketing And that is where our sponsor, Publicize, comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases, whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds businesses' online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. What's more, listeners of BrainSpike Back can find the tools and resources they need to overcome common hurdles that many startups face when trying to generate long-term growth by visiting publicize.co slash bbb. That's publicize.co slash bbb. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've learned something. And if you have benefited from today's episode, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast as these reviews really help us grow the show. You can also follow us wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Just search BrainSpike back and you will find us. We hope you join us for more episodes in the future. And until then, take care. Disclosure. This episode contained a client and a Spacio portfolio company.